0: Section 20 of the Journal of the Rev. Francis Asbury, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by C. Whatley. Journal of the Rev. Francis Asbury, Volume 1, Section 20. Lord's Day, the 29th there were five or six hundred people at the forks to whom i discoursed on the judgments of god and showed who are the provoking cause not religious people as the ignorant say but those who transgress the laws of god in defiance of his justice thus it was with the antediluvians with the egyptians with the apostate israelites in the wilderness with the inhabitants of jerusalem after the coming of christ and thus it is with us. After preaching, we held a love feast, and the power of God was present with us. Then went to Mr. G. Wise, and preached to a large company there, after which I went home with Mr. C., but found that my labor was too much for my strength, and had brought on a fever. Monday the 30th rode nine miles, and preached at Mr. M.'s, then six miles farther, and preached and met the society at Mr. G. R.'s, and the Lord was with us. I now find myself better both in body and mind, and know the truth of our Lord's words. My grace is sufficient for thee. Friday, October 4th. Having traveled through the Barrens and preached at several places, I came to Brother C.'s and met with W.L., and, after preaching in a cold, open house, I rode to Mr. R.'s and was happy in the company of my good friends. On Saturday, I lodged at the house of N.J., a happy, simple soul, the glory of his family. Lord's Day, the Sixth. WE HAD A GREAT MEETING AT THE WIDOW-M'S. I PREACHED AT ELEVEN O'CLOCK TO SIX OR SEVEN HUNDRED SOULS, AND THEN WE HELD A LOVE FEAST IN WHICH MANY SPOKE OF THE GOODNESS OF GOD. WE HAD FIVE OR SIX PREACHERS AND EXHORTERS, SO WE ALSO HELD A WATCH NIGHT FROM SIX O'CLOCK TILL TEN. AND THEN I FELT AS IF IT WOULD HAVE BEEN NO BURDEN TO HAVE TARRIED IN RELIGIOUS EXERCISES ALL THE NIGHT the next evening likewise we had a very solemn watch night at w r s wednesday the ninth having received a letter from mrs m of middle river neck requesting me to go and preach a funeral sermon at the burial of her sister i set out this morning in compliance with her request we found it a serious awful season and after all was over she offered me some money but being in a place where I could receive my six pounds per quarter, which was sufficient for keeping me in clothes and a horse, I thankfully refused to take it. She was capable of making an excellent, useful Christian, and appeared to be under religious impressions. Thursday the 10th. At the head of the river I found a few poor, cold-hearted, contentious people, but in the time of my preaching from galatians five twenty four twenty five most of them seemed much affected saturday the twelfth at mr g s i met brother r n who was just recovering from a late illness and the next day we rode in company to the point where he preached a very profitable sermon, and the Lord applied the words to the hearts of the people while I preached at night in town. Monday the 14th. My soul enjoyed the peace of God, which passeth all understanding. Mr. R. went with me to T. W.'s, and as he was unwell, it fell on me to preach." I was greatly drawn out in my affections and ideas, and it was a tender, melting time. On Tuesday, I preached with holy warmth at Mr. S.'s, though I had caught a cold and found myself much indisposed. Wednesday, the 16th. Met with Brother W. E., and as I found myself unwell, I requested him to take my place for a day, but could not prevail so i patiently submitted to go on and think hard of nothing that may occur if jesus christ suffered so much in purchasing salvation for men we may be willing to suffer a little in carrying the glad tidings amongst them friday the eighteenth my body continued unwell and my labor has been tiresome to the flesh But my soul has been much blessed with an uninterrupted peace and sweet communion with God. This is the time for suffering and toil, but a rest remaineth for the people of God. And what are all my sufferings here, if, Lord, thou countest me meet, with thy enraptured host to appear, and worship at thy feet? I went to the point and delivered my message to the congregation with much freedom. But the next day, my spirit was grieved to find that the love of some was waxing cold. When Christ cometh, will he find faith on the earth? What an ungrateful creature is man to taste and see that the Lord is good and then turn again to folly. Lord's Day, the 20th. My spirit was much refreshed in preaching and meeting the little flock at the point. And while I was preaching, with peculiar sympathy in town, a poor sinner was so affected that he groaned as in an agony. If sinners could know as much of hell as the damned do, they would both groan and roar aloud. It is the blindness of their minds that keeps them so easy. On Monday, W. L. I. F. I.F., Brother S., and myself held a watch night at the point, and my soul was much quickened, though many of the people appeared to be dull. Thursday, the 24th. At the funeral of Mr. T.'s son, I preached to about a thousand souls and gave him such a character as I thought he deserved. Some were affected, but the funeral parade engaged the attention of too many. I spent about three hours in the different exercises suitable to the occasion, found myself pure from the blood of the people, and took nothing from my services. Friday, the 25th. Being a day of rest from public exercises, I spent it in prayer, meditation, and reading partly in Whitby's Notes, and partly in the life of Ceylon, the Athenian Philosopher. Saturday, the 26th. Meeting with two of the preachers, we took sweet counsel together, and after I had preached the next day at Gunpowder Neck, we held a love feast. There was a great melting among the people, which I hope will be the first fruits of a gracious harvest. Monday, the 28th. The people were too destitute of spiritual life at Mr. D's, but I found some faithful, lively souls the next day at Susquehanna. Saturday, November 2nd. For a few days past, I have been variously exercised in preaching at different places. Some congregations were warm and earnest in religion, others were dull and seemed to have but little relish for divine things to-day i came home to h w s and except the time employed in public and private exercises i was taken up in reading whitby's comments he is steady to his purpose in confuting Socinianism and calvinism lord's day the third truly my soul waiteth upon god From Him cometh my salvation. I know they that wait upon Him shall renew their strength. He hath drawn me by the cords of His love, and blessed me with sweet communion. In preaching and meeting class at Deer Creek, I felt so much of the worth of immortal souls, more than usual, that I seemed as one awaking out of sleep. Tuesday the Fifth my spiritual trials have been heavy, but the Lord supported and gave me peace. Lord, sanctify me wholly, and keep me in the dust. Thursday the 7th Have read Whitby's first volume, As Far as the End of the Acts. I preached and met class today at TB's, and the next day at the Forks, I found a people that walked closely with God, leaving them for the present I went to meet Mr. R. N., who was then recovered from his illness. On the Lord's Day, we were employed in public exercises at the Widow B's. On Monday, we had a heart-affecting time in prayer meeting at Deer Creek, and Tuesday the 12th, we held our quarterly meeting. We had a very solemn time at the love feast, in which many spoke freely and feelingly of what God had done for their souls. After the preaching was ended, and the temporal business all settled, we then laid a plan for regulating the public exercises of the local preachers, and concluded the whole in much love and good order. But these public times interrupt my private devotions and communion with God. It would be very disagreeable to live so always." One of the preachers brought an account of an apparition that appeared to a lad and gave a particular account of being murdered by his fellow soldier, requesting that the lad's father might lodge an information against the murderer, which was done. I was informed that the American and English armies were cannonading within a mile of each other near New Rochelle how much better it would be for mankind to seek peace and pursue it. Wednesday the 13th Was spent comfortably in company with the preachers. We had a public meeting in which we all prayed and exhorted, and the Lord gave us His blessing. Brother K and I spent Thursday at Mr. G's, and on Friday I went to Baltimore. Saturday the 16th THE SPIRIT OF THE LORD APPLIED THE WORD TO THE HEARTS OF THE PEOPLE WHILE I PREACHED IN TOWN WITH MUCH ANIMATION. LORD'S DAY, THE SEVENTEENTH. IT WAS DIFFICULT TO REACH THE HEARTS OF THE CONGREGATION AT THE POINT, BUT WE HAD GREAT SATISFACTION IN THE CLASS MEETING. THOUGH MY BODY WAS WEAK AND THERE WERE SYMPTOMS OF A FEVER, YET I WAS enabled TO PREACH WITH SPIRITUAL LIFE AND POWER AT NIGHT IN THE TOWN. Monday, the 18th, my body was disordered, and my spirit sensibly felt the burden of the flesh, but under all my weakness and pains, my soul was exceedingly happy in God. On Tuesday, I was still unwell and took a vomit. By Thursday, I had got clear of my fevers, and on Friday met the preachers, W W W L and C.P., BUT MY THROAT WAS NOW SORE AND MY MIND A LITTLE UNEASY ON ACCOUNT OF THE DISAPPOINTMENT IN THE CIRCUIT. LORD'S DAY, THE 24TH I FELT UNWELL, BUT WENT TO THE POINT IN THE MORNING WHERE MY MIND WAS INTERRUPTED BY THE FREQUENT COMING OF THE PEOPLE ALMOST TO THE VERY END OF THE SERMON. AFTER THE PREACHING WAS OVER, I TOLD THEM THAT I HAD RATHER THEY WOULD STAY AT HOME THAN COME IN SUCH AN IRREGULAR MANNER. THE CONGREGATION WERE VERY SERIOUS IN THE EVENING AT TOWN, BUT I FELT MUCH EXHAUSTED. MONDAY THE TWENTY-FIFTH MY SOUL WAS CALM AND COMFORTABLE. I HAVE APPLIED MYSELF MUCH TO READING WHITBY, BUT HE HAS SO MUCH TO SAY ABOUT DIFFERENT MEN'S OPINIONS THAT IT MAKES THE LABOR OF READING HIM TOO DRY AND TEDIOUS. NOW I BEGAN TO READ THE CHRISTIAN LIBRARY on tuesday intended to go to mr t s but as there was a heavy rain i thought it unsafe to venture so soon after my recovery my soul has had complete victory over all sin and been blessed with peaceable and calm fellowship with the father and the son thanks be to god for his unspeakable gifts wednesday the twenty-seventh i went to mr r s where we held a watch-night my ideas were much contracted in preaching but we had several exhorters present and they all spoke a great part of what they said was very simple though well intended no doubt the society were greatly melted at Mr. P.'s on Thursday, and on Friday, I went to a place of W.M.'s cultivation, and I found a society of about thirty serious, steady people. Saturday, the 30th. Returning to Baltimore, I preached from Romans 8, 38, 39 the congregation was small but there was power in the word it was now reported that the british troops were on their march to philadelphia troubles may be at hand but my design is through grace so to improve my time as to be always prepared for the worst poor sinners have cause to tremble at the approach of death But even in that dreaded hour, the righteous can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Lord's Day, December 1st Preached as usual at both town and point, but some of the people seem destitute of spiritual feelings. There is no small danger of their being given up to hardness of heart. If the word preached does not prove the savor of life unto life, it will prove the savor of death unto death, so that people may hear the word of God and resist the operations of His Spirit till they and their seats have an equal degree of spiritual sensibility when the word of God is preached. Monday the 2nd. In reading Whitby on 1 Corinthians four four, I observe these words, here also note in St. Paul another sense of justification, as it relates to our absolution from condemnation and our approbation as righteous at the last day, which will be, saith he, according to our works, Second Corinthians five ten, 10, and our fidelity and execution of the trusts committed to us, verse 2. We are commanded to follow Jesus Christ and he for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame so it is our duty to follow the example of moses who had respect unto the recompense of reward hence it appears we are justified by the merits of christ through faith in the day of conversion and by the evidence of works in the day of judgment happy is the christian who abounds with them tuesday the third i was informed that proposals were in agitation for settling mr s e and allowing him a maintenance but none of these things shall give me much distress my soul quietly resteth in the lord i have some desire to know the issue of what relates to philadelphia at this critical juncture but there is a God who overruleth all these matters. Thursday the Fifth My soul was much enlarged today in preaching at NP's. I afterward went in company with Mr. O to Brother L's, and on Friday N P W M and myself held a watch night, saturday i returned to baltimore in a spiritual frame of mind and preached from john eight twelve he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness lord's day the eighth my present practice is to set apart about three hours out of every twenty-four for private prayer but satan labors much to interrupt me Nevertheless, my soul enjoys a sweet and peaceful nearness to God for the most part in these duties. I found some at the point mourning for an interest in Jesus Christ. May the Lord whom they seek come suddenly into the temple of their disconsolate hearts. Monday, the ninth my ideas were clear and my heart was warm while i was treating on the regal dignity of christ the nature of his government and the privileges of his subjects tuesday the tenth with the snow full in my face i set out for mr t's the flesh was reluctant for a while but was brought to submit when the mind is reconciled to duties and difficulties then that which was hard becomes easy Thursday, the 12th. I was greatly assisted and blessed in my own soul while preaching about two hours at a watch night at Mr. Peace. We have many alarming accounts of martial preparations, but I leave the troubles of tomorrow till tomorrow comes. My desire is to live more to God today than yesterday, and to be more holy this hour than the last. Lord's Day, the 15th. THE TROUBLES OF THE TIME SEEM SO TO ENGROSS THE ATTENTION OF THE PEOPLE THAT THE CONGREGATION WERE VERY DULL WHILE I PREACHED AT NIGHT IN BALTIMORE FROM MICAH 6, 9. THE LORD'S VOICE CRIETH UNTO THE CITY, AND THE MAN OF WISDOM SHALL SEE THY NAME. HEAR YE THE ROD, AND WHO HATH APPOINTED IT? IT SEEMS MR. R. N. IS GOING TO NEW YORK. Thursday the 19th. Received a narrative of the work of God in Virginia written by Mr. J. to be sent to Mr. Wesley. The Lord has been displaying the power of His grace in a marvelous manner through many parts of Virginia. An extract of the narrative is here subjoined. End of section 20. Recording by C. Whatley. End of the Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 1.